0: It kind of leaves off there, but luckily for us, not only are we aware there's more under the surface, we get YouTube.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we love corporations. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk to you about the glory of our Lord and Savior, YouTube. This episode is brought to you by... The casuals of Loon Terra part four <laughs> of our Star Guardian special. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hetch.
0: You know it's funny, but we're already laughing. It's just like, oh, okay, here, here's more content and we're barely scratching the surface. Let's go.
1: As in the previous episode, if you've made it this far, pat yourself on the back and give yourself a golden star uh, because... You're not almost there yet. There's plenty more coming, but we're going to start with housekeeping to make you feel comfortable. Something you're used to. (laughs) You can listen to us everywhere. Contact us at podcastcore at gmail.com. If you got something you want to say to us, visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info. Follow us on any platform you prefer or all the platforms because that helps us. Uh, with Discovery, and then leave a like, comment, or short review. Uh, but the easiest way is to tell a friend <laughs> to bubble 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 pop bubble bubble pop pop by listening to the of terror podcast.
0: I, I refuse to express how angry that made me. <laughs> So that I can refuse to acknowledge that I recognize it. And if anyone recognizes what he just did, you're a degenerate just like we are. And we love you.
1: But I'm done with him. <laughs> Dude, I took so much pleasure in writing that because I knew he wouldn't be paying attention enough when it started. Let's just hop into it. Let's not, let's not dwell in his misery. Uh, so what are we doing in this part? <laughs> so in the previous three parts, first one, we touched on the bios of the original group. Then we talked about the slumber party uh, and followed with the bios of the other group. And now we're here, right? We had some music videos in there as well. There's a bunch of stuff. At some point, we're going to lose track of what we talked about. So do us a favor. If this is your first episode, go back and listen to part one, two, and three. Because <laughs> you're going to be lost. Uh, that. There- yeah,
0: there's a there's a lot of content here. And like I said earlier, we're just at the top. So it, there's gonna be more. So go ahead, listen to them. We'll catch <laughs> you up. And then we'll keep going with this episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna keep keep the train going. So we're gonna hop straight into it. So today, we're gonna be talking about the stuff that came out in like 2019. So fast forward a couple years. And now we have another short story along with a very well animated video, um, which I'm always hesitant to call a music video. There is music in it; it's more of a cinematic type thing with music in the background. Yeah, but we won't get into the logistics of all that.
0: Yeah, this isn't like the same as like Burning Bright. Um, Like, there's the music is kind of you know there for ambiance. Whereas Burning Bright, you know, the song is the show. Exactly. Uh, but but this this has got like a lot in it too. So it's a fun one to cover.
1: Let's let's start into it. Let's see if we can move it a clip and try to save you guys some time so you can get into the next part that's coming after this. Oh all boy. Right. <laughs> <So> <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna start with the short story which is the Twilight Star and like all good stories in three parts. So part one, we start with Lux and Sarah walking and they're in uniform in their Star Guardian uniform and they're surveying the perimeter of this park. And during this time, you know, standard Lux shenanigans, she's rap- rapid firing off a bunch of questions about, hey, where's the rest of the team? Why is it just you here helping us out? And MF is like, All right, well, Ezreal's in detention, which is hilarious. Soraka <laughs> is working overtime at Pantheon's Pastries, <laughs> which is great.
0: I, I love that now that it's, that is like officially canon somewhere because that is yeah. such a great Pantheon skin. And now it's like, okay, yeah, it's it's just as canon as like a graggy ice for Gragas' beer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it works so well with like the new Runeterra stuff we have because he's so associated with Targon. And like they were at Camp Targon. Like the, the way they built this is very well done. Um, ahead of time, because this was in the past. <laughs> and then she yep. said, Sindra's at a late astronomy class at the university, or at least that's what she says. Uh, dun, dun, dun. We don't trust Sindra around here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we do cover that in our previous episode. So, you know, we did say go listen to it. Uh, and if you haven't yet, we weren't kidding. Go listen to it. We do cover <laughs> that a bit.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and remember when it, what, I was kind of confused when I saw the university thing. And if you look at the bios, they're listed by their year, right? And one confusing thing is because this is so influenced by anime, usually it's like a three-year setup for high school. But there's fourth years mentioned here, which is more of an American Western setup. So it's kind of this in-between space like we've mentioned in the previous episode where because Janna and Sindra are technically like fourth years and they're older ones, they're in between that college and high school, um, like senior age. I
0: mean, really, all this means is that we still have no idea exactly how old, how old they're supposed to be. in this Oh yeah, because like some of
1: them aren't human technically. Yeah. So like,
0: I, it's like you know, because we know Poppy and Lulu are just going to be like ancient. Soraka is legitimately like super ancient. Yeah, they keep mentioning Jana is like old. We we don't know. We don't know. We're we're guessing. <laughs> And bear
1: with us. (laughs) Yeah. So as she's firing off these rapid questions, she answers them. And Sarah never does mention Ari's name. But, of course, Lux gets nervous and blurts it out and kind of reels it back in because she's afraid of looking obsessed. So she changes the subject. And this is right when they make it to the park where Jonna, Poppy, Jinx, and Lulu are kind of just hanging out, right? They're prepped for a mission, uh, but they're not sure what.
0: Yeah, they're in armor, weapons out, playing on a merry-go-round because, well, there's nothing here, so hurry up and wait, but we might as well have fun while we do it. Uh, And this is kind of a continuation of the slumber party atmosphere of just, you know, like they, uh, Lux's team, they do get along with each other and they still act like kids overall. And uh, Miss Fortune kind of notices that too, and she ends up kind of touching on it and was like,
1: uh, like, hey. Y'all always been like this? <laughs> 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 yes. Yes, they have. So the reason they're here, which, you know, Lux kind of mentions, is that Lulu during a physics class with Poppy got bored and was doodling some stuff. And because of the previous episodes that we talked about their previous adventures, Lux is taking Lulu's drawings a lot more seriously. In this specific drawing has a bunch of circles on it that bring her some concern. So we find out that this park they're at is a Valoran city uh, city's Metro park, uh, which is probably at like the city center. So it's important. Uh, and afterwards they get kind of interrupted where, Lulu points out, oh, I can see the Twilight Star. And then starts some banter about, well, it's not dark enough to see stars. This is your imagination. And there's also no such thing as a Twilight Star. And they said it's not like camp where, you know, you could see things were in the middle of the city. It's not dark enough yet. And there's back and forth on Lulu's insisting because, you know, she can care less. Uh, and then once they arrive is where Hetch mentioned that uh, Sarah's like, are you guys always this, like, goofy? Like it's like a uh, yeah. Looney Tunes over here, uh, and she does also kind of dower the mood there too
0: because you know she mentions that it's like it's an innocence, like because we touch on in part three as far as the bios of Ari's team that um, misfortune and Ari specifically they're grizzled war veterans, aka they've seen some shit, yeah, and the more that we get to see their dialogue, the more that they kind of you know reveal that there's like. There, there has been loss so for sarah at this point it's like you guys are just so innocent like y'all are carefree kids and i'm not a kid anymore not just like an age just like i've seen too much shit i yeah. i'm just looking at the perimeter and i'm ready for somebody to die
1: <laughs> yeah she's taking it that seriously and you know after that innocence once again that comment Lux reads into it, right? And she starts jumping to conclusions, thinking she may mean she's like Ari, but she doesn't believe that, she doesn't have the confidence to do that. And she lets that out loud and Sarah laughs, denying that. Like, no, that's not what I was thinking. But she won't really say who exactly, she just mentions that she's innocent, she's too loyal for her own good, and she's kind of a dreamer. And that's a mix of the old, like personalities of the old three members of her team that she lost, quote unquote. And that's referring to some members that we'll talk about towards the end when we get to the music video coverage.
0: Yeah, and this is also important because Lux, throughout all the previous stories so far, has been struggling with the concept of being a good and strong leader. She has a lot of self-doubt. So being compared to someone that she views as a goal – You know, this is someone that she can mimic to become a better leader and being told by someone on that team that she has qualities that reminds her of Ari for Lux. That's a big deal. And um, as far as with this, like. That statement combined with Lux's overall anxiety and stuff just sends the brain racing, just racing. So Lux gets trapped in her own head with all of this. Like, what happened to the team? Why do I remind you of Ari? What happened to the people that I remind you of? Does that mean I'm going to die? What's what's going on?
1: Yeah. And this is all interrupted again by Lulu, which is a common theme uh, where she's like, look, it's my wish. Right. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? First it was twilight stars. Now it's wish. And then suddenly Luck starts to notice the atmosphere becomes like dreamlike and kind of distorted. And there's these twinkling lights that are hovering above where the team is sitting. And they notice it's starting to get dark, but not like normally really fast. Uh And then Sarah yells out that these aren't stars. Those are actually bubbles. And we'll talk about the importance of that in the next section. Uh, But as is happening, Poppy has a bubble coming towards her because she's the one talking. And he's mentioned that it's sound related. And she dodges it. And then Jinx begins laughing and bursts out in this, you know, her guffaw kind of very loud demeanor. And all of these bubbles start rushing towards her. So Lux, you know, props to her here without thinking, acts immediately. She throws her staff and shields Jinx and Poppy. You know, it's a call out to her move in game. And the bubbles bounce off the barriers. And when they do, they notice there's this black mist, this dark mist, and these fluttering black shapes around it.
0: Yeah. And as far as like before we, dive into any significance this is kind of a callback a little bit to the slumber party because we've got um uh, like at the slumber party though it wasn't a straight on bubble this was the similar behavior that the paper fortune teller that lulu made that ezreal you know accidentally put a a a demon into because of a portal yeah. um like that this is that same kind of behavior except now it's a swarm it's a swarm and it's basically blackening out the sky so it's going to be a little bit different than just killing one little tiny thing um so now it
1: is go time <laughs> And Jinx says so. She yells, let's pop these bad boys. And then Sarah immediately jumps into action, right? Because remember, grizzled veteran. She doesn't have time for words. Uh, Starts popping off at these bubbles. And Jonna begins using her wind powers as we saw her um in Camp Targon she rises in the air starts summoning wind and actually brings all the bubbles to one location uh, and as she does this there's this high pitched like laughing emanating from the bubbles that stops and then you get this kind of groaning annoyed noise which is like echoing around the park and imagine this is like a big park in New York City right it's the main park
0: yeah, uh, I'd I like to imagine it also that it's like the kind of like each and every single bubble is serving like a speaker. So mm-hmm. it is it's not necessarily loud in the sense that it's happening in a, a volume where it's covering the whole park. It's just yeah. that there's so many speakers everywhere coming out at a normal volume that it sounds like. It's echoing all over the place, um, and because again, this is, it's part of the reason that the sky's darkening too. Is because what is all this crap? They're not yeah. falling stars; it's coming straight at us, and we can't see anything. But it, yeah. it, it's a really cool nod too, as far as just like uh, the human emotion behind it too, because it's the laughing into annoyance, <laughs> like not even into <laughs> anger, just into annoyance of just like "ack." Fine, here we go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then something disgusting happens. So in between these bubbles, a portal pops up. It appears and long tendrils followed by a gelatinous evil half-octopus demonic jellyfish on the other half. Just a blob of nasty goop crawls out. And I want to stop here for a second. Uh I don't know if I mentioned this. We've done a lot of episodes. But in real life, this is literally my fear. Because I have a fear of octopuses. I have a fear of squids. I have a fear of jellyfish because I don't like tendrils. And this is all of that. Plus hell, like they just threw the demon yeah. inside of it. Not, <laughs> like not this, in this. This is the worst fear for Ryan.
0: It's not in this episode, but you, we. I think you touched on it a little bit when we recorded Allowy. um Yeah, but, but uh, you know Allowy, at least it's like spiritual and stuff. This is physical. <laughs> it's just it's physical just tentacles that are coming to get you, buddy.
1: <laughs> and then the way it behaves when it comes out. So after it comes out, Sarah yells, "You know, take it down immediately." Uh, And that rushes for her. So this thing is responding to sound as well. And then Lux tries to intercept it with her beam. But before it reaches um, Sarah's location, it dodges behind some bubbles. And then unknowingly, Lulu rushed in, knocking Sarah out of the way. And while Sarah's rolling, she's able to get some shots off, some fires. But one of the bubbles slips through the grouping that Jana has and ends up touching Lulu's cheek and popping. And then Lux dives to catch a now unconscious Lulu.
0: Yeah. And this is, uh, we know that this is something that Lux is like just absolutely terrified for because of the self doubt that she has as far as being a leader, but also in our part two, um, where we cover, uh, I'm blanking on the name of the story. Don't worry. (laughs) Yeah. But when um, the, that opens. Yeah. That one opens up with Lux dreaming as far as like being in darkness. But the worst of the dreams is when all of her friends are a part of it and their light disappears. Um, which is also something that's covered in Burning Bright, the music video. So we now have a very anxious teenager who does not handle anxiety well, now only acting upon adrenaline and fight or flight, trying to save Lulu as her worst nightmare is coming true. Yeah,
1: Lulu, and I want to make a comment that Lulu feels almost like, like when you look at fantasy and other stories, almost like an Oracle-style character where you can't, really leave them out of the battle because you need them for certain things. But you, if you leave them alone, bad things could also happen, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, so Lulu has to be at these battles, even though to us, we're like, just leave her out of harm's way because she's only a target, uh, yeah. but they have to have her there because this could happen yeah. wherever she's
0: at. It, it, it's also a part of like her character too because like even outside of Star Guardians, Lulu is just is very eccentric and kind of just goes with the flow. So for her character here, you know, the going with the flow is going with my friends and my friends want to go to the place where I was drawing. So I wanted to go there anyways. Ha ha. Um, But I, I kind of a little upset that like in all of these stories so far, Lulu, has been like the damsel in distress because Lulu is just such a chaotic creature that is like, that feels wrong to an extent. Well, also that, like, in none of these, do they mention that Lulu's fighting? So it just feel, So every time it feels like an escort mission in a video game. Yeah, it's like, hey, I had a premonition. Quick, save me. Save me. And it's just like, no, no, just pull out picks, polymorph something, and have... <laughs> yeah. Where's pics?
1: Yeah, That's the like, question. It's, <laughs> it's all like, this shit. Where's pics at? Where's,
0: where's pics been? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, so... It's like, come on, I I did not go through the trenches and die to AP Lulu mids over and over again for like two years straight to see Lulu (laughs) just do nothing in these comics.
1: (laughs) So Jinx finishes off the remaining bubbles. Uh, Another portal ends up opening up and it's emitting that maniacal laughter again uh, that they heard before and the monster escapes through that. And this kind of takes us to the part three or the end of the story where we check on Lulu and she is breathing, but she's experiencing some kind of like weird fever dream. And that can be anything, right? Considering the weirdness of these portals, the monster, the bubbles, and then as Hetch just mentioned, Lulu's eccentricness, the maps, the occurrences, the Twilight Star, all that no one knows. And Lux just becomes more anxious because of that.
0: Yeah, and this is also just like, there's no information for Lux here because, despite the fact that we know what's going on, thanks to you know, kind of getting more background information from the bios for Misfortune and Ari and our understanding of the genre overall, none of this has been explained to Lux. Lux has no idea about any of this, and we're reading everything from her perspective. So, she has no idea what these bubbles are, she has no idea, um, like if Lulu's dead. Or just asleep. And if it's just asleep, is this like what Star Guardian magic does? And then, like, while you know, this kind of fast forwards into Lux trying to like help Lulu here, and Lulu in her sleep is saying she's on her way. And with that, you know, Lux constantly has her brain running at 100 miles an hour so she's like who 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 could she be who is she who would be on the way here oh i got it it's ari it has to be ari and sarah says no it's not and it's like and it's and lex is like no of course it's her it's gotta be her you'll call her won't you sarah and sarah's like i can't and it's like wait why we're not talking right now sarah it's more important than that And then Sarah says, the slumber party. And then that's it. There's no, Lux still has no information. (laughs) Like, it's like, I ask a question and you give me three more questions. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, She's there's no no satisfying answer. All we know now, which is a big reveal, is that, wasn't that Ari ditched the party? She was planning on coming. She just never showed up. And that kind of changes, you know, Lux's outlook on the situation. But the main part here where it wraps up is after this back and forth, she sees Sarah kind of turn away. And before so, she sees she looks worried and concerned for the first time since she's met her. Um, you know, we're in part four of the, of the special. And this is the first time she sees her concern. So then Luck's mind starts racing, thinking, okay, well, where's Ari? What is coming for us? And is she strong enough to handle it and to guide her team to handle it as well? And that's where the story leaves off.
0: Yeah. And as far as like, because for Lux, you know, she just is finished, like finishes this uh, chapter as far as only having questions about what's going on and not having any information. But especially uh, for us as the reader, we are aware that like there is definitely something deeper going on behind the scenes. Miss Fortune knows more than she's letting on. And and because of like this, and we know that not only because Miss Fortune is aware that whoever Lulu is talking about is not Ari and whatever happened between Miss Fortune and uh, and Ari, she's not letting on. Like Sarah's not telling us at all. It's just that like, oh, well, she was supposed to come, but didn't. And we're not talking. Uh, And so it's like that high school drama at the worst time that it could be happening. But the bottom line is, like, there's more beneath the surface, and Miss Fortune knows more than Lux does, but won't tell her. And it kind of leaves off there. But luckily for us, not only are we aware there's more under the surface, we get YouTube. <laughs>
1: Yes, we love corporations. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk to you about the glory of our Lord and Savior, you two. This episode is brought to you by... (laughs) (laughs) But we're talking about the light and shadow video that we mentioned up top. So as all of the content we give you guys um when it comes to the coverage side of it we still want you like if you enjoy it go read these things right go seek them out and with this video specifically go watch this damn thing because you gotta remember this was in 2019 right so this is pre-arcane you still had like listen riot's been on the top of their animation game but this was like peak at that point Uh, Because of the combination of good music, good cinematography, good direction for how the work is done and how the action scenes are shown. And it tells a really solid story in that space that actually answers a lot of questions from the story, which is why we put it here. So go watch it first and then come back.
0: So. Wait. Give them the five seconds. Oh, give them the five. Give seconds. them the five seconds to watch it. Okay. Actually, okay. we're gonna
1: wait the full video. Oh yeah, playing.
0: yeah. And complete <laughs> silence. Do not cut any of this.
1: This is burning bright, playing in the background yeah. as they watch
0: it. Yeah, like while it's happening, you know, we just interrupt the silence every now and then. We're like,
1: well, so what'd you eat today?
0: Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, like now that you've now that you've watched Light and Shadow,
1: yeah, now that you've watched it. Um, So the video opens up. (laughs) So we're going to tell you what you watched. So the video opens up with Star Guardian Zaya chasing slash battling a Star Guardian uh, Nico. And it looks like she's trying to escape rather than actually fight. It's more of like a defensive fighting thing. Uh, But Zaya is relentless and it looks fucking sick. It's like a pursuit type situation. And during this exchange... The bit of you know disconnect is Rakan because he's rushing in to protect Zaya during these moments, but he's not necessarily attacking Nico. Uh, and we're like, okay, what the fuck is going on? This is a mess, it's hectic, the music is beautiful, but it's so cool to watch.
0: Yeah. Not to mention that, like, especially coming off of what we've had from Star Guardians up to this point. Yeah, this is uh, it's like, wait a second, that's that's none of the 10 members that we've talked about so far. <laughs> uh, and uh, so then it's like oh that's Nico. That that's gotta be Zaya. I recognize like her E ability. And it's like what is happening? So <laughs> like that's a wild ride. It is notable though, as far as like if you um like as far as for me, I had to watch it like a couple times before it like actually kicked in. But not only or is it two star guardians fighting each other, but uh, their outfits are different. Like Zaya yeah. and Rakan are in like a dark purple or black outfit. Whereas Nico is in like the white star guardian look yep. that we are used to seeing. Uh, so that's noticeable too, which only raises more questions as to why Rakan isn't also trying to kill Nico because it's like, yeah. Oh, well they got team uniforms. Um, but he he's not trying he's not playing to win. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way
1: to put it. So during this scene, you have them using a bunch of the abilities that you know from the game. Obviously callbacks, uh, you got to do it. And then at uh, one point, while Nico's running up this coliseum-looking space, we get a shot of like these stars, and it shows the original Ari group, which is Ari Misfortune. Rakan, Zaya, and Nico, and that's like, oh shit, that's a cool callback there, right? And right when Nico thinks she got away, she's somehow back in the center of that room where the fight started, standing next to the statue that's surrounded by this kind of decrepit cage.
0: Yeah, um, and like, is is this at the point where she was able to get the drop on Zaya? Have we gotten there yet? Because I know like that happens a little bit.
1: The drop um, on Zaya
0: um never when
1: she does the clone thing yeah 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 oh this is past that
0: okay yeah because like the uh as far as like before getting teleported to that room like yeah uh she does trick zaya with the clone and gets a hidden um which is the only act of aggression that nico shows up to this point so we have rakan tending to a zaya that looks like she got the wind knocked out of her um and And then Nico just comes back after seeing Ari and her team, and it's just like, what the hell happened?
1: Yeah, what's going on, right? And she's confused in the middle, and then we get the reveal of a corrupted-looking Zoe uh, pop up, and she opens up a portal bringing Zaya and Rakan to the location, and Rakan looks tired, confused as well. But Zaya is about that action. It's on site. So she immediately <laughs> goes straight. She goes straight for Nico, does one of her moves. And at the same time, Zoe's doing her move from the other side. Nico's kind of surrounded and she pops her alt, right? Does her th- big ball thing, comes down, and to avoid the damage well, Zaya doesn't really try to avoid the damage because Rakan's there to protect her. So Rakan dashes in and uses his Baez's shield. It knocks him out, and Zoe goes through a portal so she's not hit by the blast.
0: Right, Um, which this is, like, such a cool scene because, like, this is... As far as when it came out, you know, again, we have to mention that a lot of this is for selling skins. So uh, a bunch of this is getting to see at least like the vision that riot had for how these skins are going to look in game with these abilities, because these are all abilities that you can cast as these characters in game. So it's like, that's super cool, but it's also nice to see as far as like, we still get this continuation of like the different color palettes between all of these battling characters, because up to this point, we've only ever had just star guardians. Like the closest to any conflict that we've had between other star guardians was misfortune, putting a gun down Lux's eye hole for a second (laughs) before saving Lux's life. Or, you know, it's like, it's like that was the closest thing we had to violence. And now we've just got star guardians duking it out. I mean, and I mean, going hard. Yeah. So it's, It's super cool. Like The animation in this part is so much fun.
1: Yeah, so then after this moment, the ground under them begins to crack under this cage, and it disappears into essentially this galactic battlefield where Zoe reappears and immediately starts attacking Nico. Nico's still on the defensive, but she kind of loses here. And then they go back to a grounded area, and with all three down, Zoe begins to corrupt Nico, which is an ability we saw happen... Um, earlier to Zaya before Rakan healed her in the same video and the corruption is happening but then this light this crack of light appears and shines on Nico and reverses the effect and Zoe turns around like what the hell's going on and then suddenly Ari breaks through the wall holding the three broken star shards from the music video we talked about earlier if you listen to our other parts and She's not pleased, uh Nico kind of looks hopeful now, like you can see her eyes get big I mean they're big, they get bigger, <laughs> and then Ari looks determined to solve whatever problems in front of her, and Zoe looks pissed, and that's where the video leaves off
0: and so and this is great because now we've got like a bunch of different connections as far as what happened in the park with Lux and her team. Uh, because at the very, we don't know exactly for sure as far as what was attacking them or who was behind the attack, but we now have an idea of like, yeah, we knew that the world of the star guardians was bigger than just the 10 of them. And we knew that Ari and misfortune had a history with a previous team and it did not end well. Um, and it's like, so what happened? Did they all die? Nope. Nope. We, we're getting some new skins is what would happen. <laughs> uh, and this is also one of the reasons why Ari is just like so arms length with everybody outside of her team. Because it's like, no, I've, I've got some stuff to fix. I have some problems to deal with. So you stay over there. You yeah. stay over there. Stay away from me. Because the more Star Guardians there are, the more problems that we're going to have.
1: Yeah. This uh, is in every episode this was all the cell skins, and it's gotten out of hand, because now we're at the end of the episode, and this is the part where we tell you, hey, you're technically caught up, but (laughs) there's more, and there's (laughs) a (laughs) lot more. So, as we promised, we'll keep doing it until we cover all this shit. This is, yeah,
0: I mean, (laughs) this this would have been like the finishing point if we were recording this, say, like three months ago. This would be, this would be us fully caught up. And it's not just that there's new Star Guardian content now and with new Star Guardian content on the horizon. There's a ton of new Star content. Like it, the more that we've started looking into it, the more that Riot and I have just looked at each other like, oh boy, we've got a lot of reading to do. I love how you combined
1: the um, two instead of Stardian content. But- and we're going to say that from now on. Uh, because, all right. Can we copyright a term that's copyrighted? All right. So like, can we trademark a term that's a butchering? Ooh,
0: so, of... All right. So when we do the when we go into our next story, it's going to be Stardians Part One.
1: Star- no, that's how we will break up the content. But you know, as always, thanks for making it this far. I mean, Part Four—that's an achievement in yourself. We don't—we can't give you physical achievements, so we can just tell you, thank you. Um, so thanks for listening. we we'll be back soon with the next. Stardian episode. (laughs) Don't worry. We'll do all
0: the reading for you guys because we love you. (laughs) All right. Take care, everybody.